Okay, and we're live again. This is episode three of Conversations with Random Nobodies. And sometimes somebodies. And sometimes somebodies. My <laughs> guest on the big couch today is Gabe. Hello. Charkhurst. You don't have you don't you don't have yep. to last name everybody that <laughs> wants to be a guest. Gabe Turkhurst. Good luck trying to spell that, you fucking remedial English fucking listeners. <laughs> anyway, Gabe is a uh, former co-worker for both Laura and I. It's been a while since we've actually seen him. It's been, what, about four years? Mm-hmm. And we've just started to touch base now. We got all the boring shit out of the way over the first two hours of conversation, so you won't have to listen to that. <laughs> now we're at the point where we can record. So, Gabe... Just to kick things off lightly, I'm going to play a small, quick little game with you okay. that I started playing with all my former employees, okay? And I want you to take this seriously. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to give you three seconds to answer. Okay. If you don't answer in three seconds, I'm never going to play any of these fun games with you again. Fair. Okay? Yeah. Just blurt out the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay? You ready? Mm-hmm. In your opinion, what is the most overrated movie of all time? Fight Club. Fight Club. Good answer. <laughs> I like Fight Club. It's good. It's good. I yeah. mean, it is over. I guess it is overrated. I That's... agree. I think it's also overrated. I also find it interesting. I've I've asked countless numbers of people that question. That's the first time anyone ever said Fight Club. But that's a good answer. Because it's a good movie, but it is overrated. It is, yeah. Wildly popular. And for mm. good reason, but... But it almost achieved, like, a cult-like status. Totally, yeah. I Why do you think that is? Well, Brad Pitt's amazing, first of all. Is that all it was, though? <laughs> no. It appeals to the emo kids. It does. I feel like. Well, it, it, the weirdos, the I want something different, I want something dark. I don't feel like dark was always around. Yeah. Well, what I think is interesting about that movie in the book was that, like, it was it was supposed to be a criticism on, like, hyper-masculinity, but it ended up, like, Being attracting... hyper-masculinity. It, yeah, and attracting those types of people that relate to, like, that more so than now let me ask you this did you read the book before you saw the movie no i've I've never read the book you never read the book Mm -mm. okay i will Um, say i was just at the shamrock distribution center here in town and there was a girl pulling off in her jeep and she was blasting placebo where is my mind and i felt like i instantaneously knew that's the pixies oh it wasn't placebo no that was the pixies I'm just saying that now so that anyone that's having an aneurysm, should they listen to this and freak the fuck out because you didn't know the closing song to Fight Club doesn't, like, send us hate mail. At least one of the three guests. No. The Pixies. Do you know who Placebo is? I think the band is called Placebo. Placebo might have actually done a song for Fight Club. I don't know. But I know Where Is My Mind is the Pixies. And I'm just saying that to you now so some... 37-year-old emo doesn't give you shit via Twitter or whatever we end up using. I don't know. I would bet you cash that Placebo redid that song. Remade? Redid? They could have. Covered? Covered, yeah. 
You're a musician, Gabe. What's the correct verbiage for that? Probably cover, yeah. I'd say they covered it, yeah. I feel like a cover usually applies to when something is the same lyrics, but, like, a different style. You know what I mean? I mean, no, I think it can be, like... It can, it can, it can be the exact same, like, style, sound, Completely imitated. It sounds, it sounds less pretentious than to, to say, oh, I redid that song. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No diss to the pixies. To, to, to I tell like someone song. like, "Now nah, I redid your song," <laughs> that that just sounds like a, a criticism, you as know, opposed to yeah, covering. I, would, I, would have to agree. I don't know if I really want to put this out on a podcast, but I will because I'm drinking some wine. So and I don't edit. I had an ex-boyfriend that always he used to do music, mm-hmm. rap, hip hop, that kind of stuff, uh-huh. with some guitar, yeah. Dave Matthews style, whatever. He good at the <laughs> guitar. Uh-huh. The rapping, that's another story. Mm-hmm. But he would always try and, like, do a cover of Lil Wayne or Jeezy or somebody who I would consider, like, decent. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you trying to cover something if you can't outdo it? I th- and, yeah. Well, I think it's more of, like, maybe just an appreciation of, like, usually when I feel the urge to cover something, it's because I really like that song, you know what I'm saying? And I And I respect, like the person who, who made it and I pro- and I know deep down inside I can't I'm, it's not like I'm gonna do it like better you know what I'm saying like but just I don't know I, I think with a cover it's it's interesting because you can almost kind of express the way you feel about that song like in a more personal way because you're you're playing it you know what I'm saying That's you're like doing your own like rendi- your own rendition of it so let's discuss that further because one of the things I've I've somehow conned myself into doing is in some roundabout way i try to put together some sort of a a top five list of something Mm -hmm. that seems like an interesting topic what are some of the best covers of all time what are some good cover songs and what are some that maybe weren't so good what pops into your head first for a cover song? Yeah, you got to keep on talking because you're looking at Gabe and I sitting here open mouth. <laughs> like, you just hit us with such a hard question. Well, yeah, I'll give but you a good answer. I can give you. That's why we don't edit. Off we don't the top edit. Of my head. Yeah, off the top of your head. What do yeah. you got? So, Iron and Wine covered a Postal Service song, Such Great Heights, and it's an incredible cover, I think, in my opinion. It's obviously super different because the Postal Service was like electronic and like whatnot and he, he iron and wine's just like you know singer songwriter guitar vocals that's about it but it, it's a great cover okay he and he does it completely i may not have heard that one i've heard some iron and wine songs mm. actually i might have just heard the same song like 20 different times because they're all so similar to me yeah they all evoke the, the same vibe it's like death cap for cutie right he did sure that. yeah <laughs> Is Iron and Wine who does Boy with a Coin? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Actually, I might have to double I, check. But I, I really am not. Iron sure and about Wine, that. like, for a hot second there, it seemed like a lot of a lot of the songs that he makes are are they evoke a certain yes, like a emotional sadness. They work well in like young person indie drama movies. I'm sure they've probably been paid handsomely to have their music licensed for several. That was the first thing that popped into your mind, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. I honestly don't 
and I haven't even heard that song in a long time. I don't, like, listen to a lot of, like, covers, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that is, yeah, the first one that came to my mind it, as far as, like, Because it's a clash of genres? Well, also, I was really into that song and the Postal Service in general when I was younger. Kind of like and Johnny Cash uh, redoing Nine Inch Nails. Did he? He did. Hurt? You haven't heard that one? No, is that a Nine Inch Nails song? It was originally. Johnny Cash did a version that even Trent Reznor agreed made it to where it wasn't his song anymore. It became Johnny Cash's song. Yeah, okay. It was super late in Johnny Cash's career right before he died. Yeah. But uh, he he took Trent Reznor's electronic kind of dark melodic thing and and simplified it to Mm. a Johnny Cash guitar song. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. It's a good song. They're both good. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Johnny Cash is even... Trent Reznor agreed was better. Yeah. That popped into my mind. No doubt is popping into my mind now. What was... uh, It's My Life. That was a cover? Yeah, that was a remake of uh, Talk Talk from the 80s. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Now, I'll go... Gabe, let's uh, go back to our fabulous high school years mm-hmm. did you ever listen to like pop goes punk or pop oh pop yeah goes crunk or punk goes crunk <coughs> yes yeah oh yeah i liked copeland's black hole sun but I, I i wouldn't say it's better than the original yeah it doesn't have to be better just it's, it's a fair. decent cover mm-hmm. yeah yeah i uh house of the rising sun by the animals that might be the number one cover of all time, I think. Yeah. Because I can't even remember who did that originally. It might have been Dolly Parton or some shit. I know it was a woman. Because mm-hmm. I know, if I remember correctly, there was some kind of controversy in the 60s about them changing the pronoun in that song. Because changing it from she to he means that it, they're no longer talking about a woman working in a house of prostitution. They made it seem like a young man that was working in some sort of like illegal gambling den. Or yeah. something like that. But the song itself is fantastic. It's got that sweet 60s organ sound to it. Hell yeah. There's got to be some rap and hip-hop. I don't know if they're really called covers because they're... Uh, well, they're masters at samples, for samples, sure. Samples, yeah. yeah but some... I don't I don't know if I would call that a cover. No, I'm thinking samples. But there are some incredible samples. Yeah, what are some of the best samples of all time? Ooh, Watch the Throne with Jay-Z and Kanye. They sampled some Otis Otis Redding, I think. Otis? That, that was killer. Yeah. I don't Jay-Z's very good at samples. Of you like, know the motherfucker's good when he can sample fucking show tunes like Annie. Yeah. If you can sample Annie and make that a hit in the fucking rap and hip-hop world, you know you know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what is it called? Like the the most famous like break of all time that's like been sampled a million times to make like hip hop drums. I don't know. We don't have we, a fact checker. Yeah, we no. don't have a. It's not a fact checker, Josh. I, you know, when I was listening to episode two, she wants to call it a Googler. It's a Googler. I think that sounds a much more fun name. Yeah, could be the Googler. Gabe can be the Googler. I guess that can't be trademarked. Like if you really did have a payroll. No, absolutely, that could not be trademarked. <laughs> 
Because this no matter... podcast <laughs> ends at episode three. Yeah, receiving a cease and desist from Google. Because even if we ever achieved a modicum of success, there's no way we will ever be successful enough to beat Google's legal team. True. I've been told like three times this week I should be a lawyer. Really? I would never hire you to represent me <laughs> at all. <laughs> so what, what, the most sampled drum break of all time is the Amen break, which uh, was from a 1969 track, Amen Brother, by the soul group The Winstons. But can it's you, likely if you listen to rap, then you've heard this Can you multiple imitate times. it? I can't imitate it, but I might be able to play it. Or that might be copyrighted. It might be copyrighted, (laughs) but I also never heard of the Winstons till now, and I feel like if every other fucking person can use it... True. Yeah. Is it copyright infringement if you play it into your headphones and then just mimic it with your mouth? No, that's what I was was suggesting originally, is if you could beatbox us a quick... Quick sample. Yeah, did, would it fall under parody law? Because you can parody something and be fine. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not the word-savvy lawyer that my <laughs> wife apparently is. <laughs> I have been watching Law & Order episodes aplenty. I've been watching a lot of Law & Order episodes, too, and... I don't feel like that's a great legal school, because, man, they suck in that show. You learn some of the foundations, I feel like. Yeah, you learn some of the foundations, but you also learn how Hollywood writes shit. Well, I'm so into it. I listen to podcasts. I read articles. I've read articles about what they got wrong and what what's realistic and what's not. Yeah, I feel so. like they get a lot wrong. Do you watch Law and Order Gabe? I have. Not recently. Um, I mean, I have plenty of times before, though. They're all horrible cops. <laughs> they really are. They're just horrible police. I, uh, you know what? I haven't watched a lot of TV recently, but the one show I got, like, super, super into was Survivor. Survivor? Survivor. Yeah. Now, I saw a post somewhere today. I want to say it might have been Instagram. That was a question mm-hmm. a survey to see do you think that is a game show or a reality tv show i would say it's like both. it's a reality game show yeah you can't pick both why can't you <laughs> that's what it is i would say it's more like i don't know i would say it's more like reality because what's interesting about it is it's like kind of like you're throwing all of these people on this island like lord of the flies like style and just like letting them fend for themselves and like betray each other and blah it's really interesting it's like an interesting like social thing to like watch unfold you know what i'm saying more so than you're like oh that guy you know won a million dollars or something like that you know what i'm saying like that yeah but the the million dollars is the only thing that creates everything you just said you watch it for that's true, yeah. Because so, if yeah, it was both. just a bunch of fucking people on an island and there was no incentive whatsoever, you probably wouldn't get a lot of that. Did the real world That's have true. an incentive? Yeah, those people wanted to be on TV. That that was the incentive? As far as I'm aware, yeah. Every single one of those motherfuckers desperately wanted to be on TV and got to be on TV. They thought that was going to be their... 
entry into superstardom. And you know what? To be fair, there probably are some fuckers that do that for Big Brother, Survivor, any of those other shows now, too. They probably care less, some of them, about winning the show versus being on TV and making an impression. And getting opportunities. Right. Because if you can stand out... I mean, wasn't that, like, a well-known thing with The Bachelorette? Like, some of the ladies that were on there were like, I know I might not win, but they always keep the bitch villain towards the end. So if I'm the bitch villain, I won't win the show. But they'll push to keep me there longer. Yeah. Or like the Flava Flav one. What was it? What was it called? Flava of Love? Is that what that was? I never watched I don't I don't I don't know why I know that. I never watched it. For all of you listening Josh was putting away laundry earlier, and we did not know where to get my scarf, or where to put away my scarf from the thrift store in Illinois, so we wrapped it around his head, so he yeah. looks, he looks awfully stylish and feminine right now as he's discussing this. Much like, yeah, Flava Flav wearing a grandfather clock around a gold chain on his neck. Fitting. But I am much less successful. <laughs> And to be fair, like, as goofy as that motherfucker is, he's also, like, a musical prodigy. Definitely, I couldn't tell yeah. you what he's written, what he's produced or written or... Public Enemy. Was, yeah, he was, like, the hype guy. Matter of fact, no, like, who, really? who else was in it? Was it Chuck? I think it was Chuck D. Yeah, no, at the beginning when they were signing Public Enemy and one of the executives from the record label was like can we lose that goofy motherfucker with the clock on his neck and chuck was like actually he's the only one of us that knows how to write music because he <laughs> plays amazing. like i think he plays like 10 instruments something like that he's a multi-instrumentalist i know that i remember seeing a youtube video of him one time randomly sitting at a piano for like five minutes playing anything from like beethoven to bach to like the the peanuts theme or like the snoopy dance and shit like that on a piano and everyone's just like i didn't know you could do that because yeah. he is just a hype guy right for public enemy and also writes their music but, yeah. yeah so i didn't even know that he wrote the, mu- the music for them That's yeah nobody no. did not even the fucking record label that signed public enemy you just blew my mind yeah no yeah flavor Flav is a goofy ass motherfucker but yeah he was way instrumental in Public Enemy's success, for sure. Yeah. Because Public Enemy, I'm pretty sure, like... What's the name of that album? It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back is, like, listed as Rolling Stone's one of the greatest 100 albums of all time. Not greatest hip-hop albums. Greatest albums. albums. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. So that's Flav. But I never watched his reality show because I could give a fuck less. yeah. As you would probably expect, but there's lots of those like like people. I feel like just that stick around because they want to be on TV and they act out. And it's their 15 minutes. Ooh. Yeah, I don't remember the real world real world actually being a game show or having a prize of any kind. Have you seen the television show? I think it's on Hulu, where it's about 90 Day Fiance. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, oh, that's very fascinating is it 
psychologically. It is, yes, yeah. it is surprisingly fascinating sometimes. Sometimes it's the usual bullshit uh-huh. reality. But there are other times to where you're just shaking your head in disbelief at what you're watching. Just my guilty pleasure is reality TV show, honestly. Like, so I will watch it if you're if you're recommending. <laughs> Ninety Day Fiance, and then I also got suckered in to something called The Circle. I've seen that. I got Jessica in on it, uh, one of our friends, and she sat here and watched almost a whole season with me. It was season one. Which is kind of fascinating, again, with, like, the psychology of people interacting online versus in person and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Totally. But once they got to season three, I mean, talk about cheesy. Yeah. I, I couldn't keep watching. It was totally, obviously scripted and not good. Yeah. Yeah, it was the same way. I, I never watched the first season. She watched the first season. I watched the second season with her. And kind of dug it. I was I was like into the second season, and then the third season we were watching the first episode together, and they're introducing everybody, and somehow everyone was more annoying than the last person. I was like, did you guys try to hire the most cliched fucking niche human beings on the planet to take part in this? Like nobody's normal. Anymore, you know, and in the second season already, it seemed like most people weren't normal. Mm-hmm. But my God, did they just turn that shit up to eleven for the third season? Did you watch it? We couldn't get past the circle. You're yeah, talking about? no, I, I we couldn't get the past the first episode of it. Really? Give it a shot if you can. But I was just like, if these were characters in a fucking movie, I already wouldn't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't believe you as a character. I believe you even less and care even less about you as a real person. Because, like, at least in the second season, the woman that ended up winning, who the whole time was, like, catfishing as her husband, you know, she was someone we were both rooting for to win. Mm -hmm. But they introduced all of the contestants for that third season, and we're just sitting there like... Not only do I not want any of these people to win, I actively want all of these people to lose somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch eight people episodes. in like after the fact. There was there wasn't no, anyone do... through the whole season that you like felt like you. Oh well, we wanted didn't get, we didn't get oh, farther than okay. the first episode because <laughs> I was like, why would I keep watching if I if I hate everybody? Yeah. It was like they they took that format for like Survivor, Big Brother. The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, where there's always that one outlandish, annoying, villain-type character. But they cast everybody as that. As that. And you're just like, well, I don't want any of you to win. It'd be like watching a season of The Bachelorette where all of the... All of the possible candidates were just the worst Chad dude bros... Have You'd you be ever, like, I don't want any of you to, to fall in love with her, and I really hope she doesn't pick any of you. Like, why would I watch the show then? Who gives a fuck? Have you seen an episode of The Bachelorette? Or The Bachelorette? I have. I've never watched anything in its, like, entirety from beginning to end, but I've periodically seen episodes because my mother used to watch it. And, uh... It always seemed to me like... 
she, it evoked a very soap opera kind of vibe from her. Like, she watched it the same way my grandmothers used to watch, like, Guiding Light, Young and the Restless, General Hospital, that kind of shit. Like, super invested in yeah, it. Yeah, super invested in it, but also, it was weird. Like, my mom watched it, the way she acted towards it was like it was fiction. Which, maybe it is. Who knows how much of that shit is actually scripted, but... Um, yeah, she she treated it the same way my grandmother treated General Hospital. I remember my grandmother, you know, uh, some storyline would unfold on General Hospital. Somebody would get pregnant or disappear or run into an ex or get amnesia or whatever the fuck. And, and she would just go, oh, no, no. I can't believe she went back with Bradley. You know, shit like that. And it was like the same thing my mom did watching The Bachelorette. And it was it was almost more fascinating for me to watch her watch the show. Yeah. Well, you've got me beat. I've never seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it either. It's not worth watching. I, I admit to having been at least partially sucked into certain parts of, like, Survivor. I think I watched the first two seasons of Big Brother... With my sister. 90 Day Fiance, we binge watched. Yeah, 90 Day Fiance, yeah, but that's not like a reality game show or, or contest type thing. That's just a bunch of people trying to... Jeopardy? I used to watch Jeopardy, I don't anymore. Oh, you know who I love? I love Regis Philbin. Philbin? Philbin. Philbin. Yeah. Philbin. Regis. Who's that? Just Regis. You don't even need... Yeah, Gabe doesn't have any oh idea who Regis Philbin Who wants to be a millionaire? Okay. Um, Regis and Kathy Regis, in the morning. Regis and Kathy Lee, and yeah. then Regis and Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Regis. He's saying okay and nodding his head, <laughs> but he has no idea. He's bluffing. Yeah, no, I, I am unfamiliar. Oh, well, Regis is the man, and he hosted a game show called Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And it was just so serious. It had the big... It was very serious, and I fell in love with that game show when it came out. Yeah. They even had a board game. Oh, they had all kinds yeah. of merch. It's and, good. And rightfully so. No, that game show, uh, for a brief period of time, revolutionized game shows. Yeah. Because, especially for trivia shit, like, up until that point in time, and, like, I think the British version was created in, like, 98, and then we took it and adapted it in, like, 1999. Okay. So it wasn't very long after it was created in England. But up until that point, you mostly had, like, Jeopardy! Which, it was an intellectual trivia-based game show, Mm -hmm. but people didn't win a lot of money on Jeopardy! And that was way back in the day when they still had the, uh, the limit. You could only win five times in a row before they'd boot you off the show. And then maybe you'd get to come back for, like, a tournament of champions or something like that. As opposed to now, where they removed the cap on winning, so you got your guys like Ken Jennings and now these new people that have just been, like, breaking records left and right on Jeopardy. So it was mostly, like, out of nowhere, you had this game show where instead of if you did really well and won five episodes and answering dozens upon dozens of questions, you might walk out with, like, 40 grand. You had a game show where if you were smart enough and could get 15 questions right, you could walk out with a million bucks. Yeah, that's huge. 
And it was, I mean, before, like, the prevalence of the of the internet and everything like that, which is why they used to have uh, the lifeline where you could call somebody at home and ask them if they knew the answer because they couldn't Google it yet. They had to get rid of that lifeline initially because of Google. Why are you raising your hand? This is not school. To spare our listeners of me talking over you, I have a great idea. What? I would like to ask Gabe five questions for five dollars. Do you have five questions handy? I'll think of them, yeah. Do you have five dollars handy? Uh, yes, I think so. Are you going to pay him in Dogecoin? I want to say $10, <laughs> but I don't, have, I don't think I have $10. I, but I do think I have five. I could try to answer five, five questions. Five trivia questions for $5? Well, I wasn't going to say trivia questions. Oh, just five questions. Like, what's ask, your favorite color? Yeah, I, well, no, no, no. I might ask, what, what is my favorite color? And see if he knows. Okay. All right, well, let me get the five bucks out. Yeah. Let me make sure okay. I got my five, my reward money, or, or your reward money. We're not sponsored by anybody, so the most prize money you can win is five. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting to win this any prize This cash money prize too. brought to you by <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. All right, we have two dollars. Okay. Not even five dollars. <laughs> we have two, I must say, nasty-looking dollar bills. Well, hey, it's, perfect. you know, bagel tip money. So, got $2. Now, Gabe. Out of curiosity, you're asking him five questions? No, I was going to ask him two questions. Oh, okay, I was going to say, like, what if he gets three out of five right? Were you going to, like, rip part of those <laughs> up? or? I think I have 50 cents, but uh, <laughs> no. We've got $2 here. Riding on, on two questions. Okay. One. What is her favorite color? <laughs> Damn it! What is my favorite color? Mm. You know, I I know I knew this at one point in time. I was gonna say pink. Is it and pink? And you won a dollar. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. I gave him a little hint. Yeah, I did a hair flip. She gave me a hint. Yeah. But nice I was gonna flip. say pink for the record, just so that's on the record. Love pink. I don't like to wear it too much unless it's paired with red lips. Pink's Cute actually combo. my favorite color, too. You lie. I'm not. Yeah, like this color pink. Really? Yeah, I'm not even trying. Oh, see, I, you know. <laughs> Boom. All right, so you have one dollar, Gabe. What is Josh's favorite? No, he doesn't have a favorite color. I can't ask that question. I don't have a favorite anything. I was going to say orange. Would that be, you know, in... Same ball, you know, in a ballpark of any kind. <laughs> On the off chance that for some reason the game show network ever accepts this travesty as a realistic audition tape, if the question you're asked is what is Josh's favorite anything, the correct response is Josh has a favorite nothing. Fair. I can I can yeah. see that. Because I don't. All right, now I do have a real question. We have a thousand-piece puzzle sitting on our coffee table where the mic is sitting as well. It is 19 and 3 quarter inches by 26 and 5 eighths. Thousand pieces by a famous artist. Name the artist. I don't think you'll be able to name the painting, so I'll, I'll give you some I don't think he's going to be able to name the artist. I Probably not, no. Um, 
because I'm familiar, unfamiliar with the, uh, with the painting. Five, three, four. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, Five. Okay, wait. Can I ask twenty questions? <laughs> can I narrate yeah, no. that? Yeah, yeah. No? <laughs> but, but break this. This dollar turns into dime. Okay. <laughs> uh, Wouldn't that be nickels? I'll give him the dollar if he gets it. Okay, so this is basically a game of Who Am I Now, if you've ever played that, right? I have not. It's fun. Okay. Yeah, we should play this Let's go. Um, okay, so, am I a female? No. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> am I, like, well-known? Yes. But not well-known enough to where you'd probably know. Yeah. One, one of his paintings is in, like, the top 20 of all time. All May, right. Maybe 50. Top 50. Yeah, honestly. You yeah. could rattle off 10 artists could, right now. I You're could, still not going to get it. It ain't, not, it ain't no. one of the big, big guys. No, okay. Fair enough. It's not I Michelangelo or anything. It is The Virgin by Gustav Klimt. Who I also did never, the kiss? Ever, and I know that. you've seen the kiss. <laughs> Wait, why am I getting this? Oh. This is I lost. I yeah, lost. Yeah, participation. Okay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> wow, that was uh, fascinating. That was unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that was fun. Man comes on an impromptu game show, wins two dollars for nothing. <laughs> hey, I earned a dollar of it. So, listeners, kind of. if you have a friend or someone you know who's interested in playing a game show, win five bucks, two bucks, a dollar. Whatever's on let hand. Us know. Yeah. <laughs> listeners, if you have any broke friends Email that us. you don't want to patronize too badly by pointing out how broke they are. Just stage a game show where they can win two dollars. You know, whatever you got around the house. Then you can have fun. You can chalk it up to just ah, we were drinking wine, and nobody's the wiser that you just wanted to help your broke friend. Get the fuck out. We have a recovering ga- gambling addict hosting a game show. We'll bet all the money in the house, all two dollars. The whole house. I would love to see some sort of game show about, like, contestants that were gambling addicts. Gambling addicts. <laughs> like, exclusively gambling addicts. Where it's like, what can you gamble? Like, yeah, you no, gamble if they, house? yeah, no, if they found, if they had some sort of game show where they took, like, guys that were in treatment, like, reformed gambling addicts, and, like, tried to tempt them back in, like, well, you could win this. Or, <laughs> like, like a deal or no deal, but with nothing but reformed gambling addicts totally. <laughs> as the contestants. Hey, maybe we should always be. saying no deal. No deal. <laughs> Actually, that's the flaw in that show. Most people said no deal. Somebody tracked that show once and and statistically calculated that the best thing you could do was take whatever the first deal they offered you was. I've never seen the show, actually. I'm unfamiliar with it. I'm unfamiliar with a lot of things tonight. Yeah, it sounds like it. And recent things, I might add, too. It's not like I'm bringing up, you know... No, yeah. We could play the Price is Right Home Edition. 
Oh, what, yeah. where you point out shit in our house and ask Gabe how much he thinks it costs? Yeah, let's do like it. Like the pizza. How much were the two pizzas? We got two pizzas from Domino's. One was Veggie Supreme and one was Regular Supreme. After tax and delivery... This is a terrible game show idea. Yeah. I'm vetoing this It's $21.57. You're wrong. And I'm vetoing <laughs> this game show idea. This is horrible. Okay, fair. Yeah. I'm not going to just sit there and guess prices of shit. That's boring. <laughs> well, I would pick, you know, things like how much was Gabe's baggie of, of weed... Um, this, I don't know what how that much looks was like. it? Is that a what is the going rate for weed nowadays? Is that a nowadays? twenty buck, twenty buck bag of weed? No. How much was it? It was only ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yeah. Well, after when we're not live, you tell me where you're getting that from. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. no, we're not. We're not even gonna give an unofficial shout out sponsorship to the random weed to, dealer. To the weed dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. If listeners. they have an actual business, we can talk. Well, you know, other podcast hosts, they always share things amongst themselves. Like, oh, you'll tell me when we're off air, right? And as a listener, I'd love to know what they're talking about. What they're about. talking well, about. I get to have that secret now. Yeah, you do. That's right. That's it's my time. The thing that always bother, bothers me about shit like that is when they refuse to shout out a name. Like, they'll tell a story about somebody, but they won't call them out by name because they don't want to embarrass them. Takes and, away all the fun of yeah, it. Yeah, it takes away all the fun of it entirely. Like, I don't want to hear your story about somebody. that it To you, it makes sense, and it's hilarious or crazy, but I don't know who you're talking about. And quite frankly, nine times out of ten, probably wouldn't know who the fuck you were talking about, even if you shouted out their name. That's yeah. this entire episode. That's <laughs> this entire podcast. Of course that's the entire podcast, but I'm not telling a story about, you know, some crazy shit some guy did at a bar or something he was doing while drinking or anything like that. I just don't want to cut away to, like, some, some pre-recorded sponsorship ad, like, do you have troubles getting weed? See my friend Randy, who lives down the street. <laughs> you know, it's not an actual product. It's just Randy. Well, Randy gets decent weed at fairly good prices. He's also at a very reasonable distance to my house. Probably not your house. I mean, if you live in Colorado Springs, Colorado, he might be. He might be. <laughs> and his name's not Randy. No, we're using... Uh, we no, might, that was a, that was a filler a name. Um... I really don't. I still don't know who it is. But if anyone listens to S or watches SVU, I listened to a podcast where they knew somebody who did coke with Carisi. Hmm. Yeah, but they wouldn't go into detail, and I was I was intrigued at that story. Do you, uh, I'd be mad at that story. How come? Like, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna play it to the hilt, don't tell the story at all. Fair. Yeah. If you're not going to tell the whole story, then don't tell it. That's what this is. What's with all the fucking hush-hush lip service to everybody? Like, you don't want to get accused of slander or anything like that on your podcast? Like, then then don't. Don't, don't state it as a fact. Like, I don't know. I heard 
Brad Pitt and Edward Norton snorted cocaine off each other's fucking six-pack abs the whole filming of Fight Club. Like, they I don't know. Did. It wouldn't surprise they me if they did. did. And I don't care that I just said that. Yeah. You know, just say what you totally. want to say. Because otherwise you're just... You're being a bit of a pussy. And I don't appreciate that, no matter what the context is. You don't want to piss off your listeners. You don't want to piss off a sponsor. You don't want to piss off the individual in question. You're still being a pussy. Either tell the story or don't. Can you say pussy? We can say anything we want. We're not a family-friendly podcast. We don't have any sponsors. Maybe we'll never have any I didn't know if Spotify had a terms of... Terms... To no, the best I mean, of my knowledge, no. Explicit stuff on yeah, all thing. I have to do is check the box that says whether or not it's explicit or not. Which I, you I do. Check that box. Yeah, I do check <laughs> that box. But, you know, it's a beautiful thing. We can say whatever we want. We're not beholden to anything. And I wouldn't want to be either. Yeah. That'd be a weird position to be put in if, like, all of a sudden, you know. Somebody wanted to sponsor us, but said, "Well, could you quit using the word pussy?" I'd, I'd feel yeah, hard no. I'd feel a point to use the word pussy many, many more times. Needlessly throw out the word pussy in the next episode. Oh yeah, in all upcoming episodes. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, and I also wouldn't. It can't just be a one. I also wouldn't want to be the guy that would shy away from the name of that group. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to record a podcast where I'm like, well, we were approached by a, I won't say who it is, but a prominent liquor company to discuss sponsorship, but they wanted us to tone down the pussy language. No, fuck all that. I'd just say like, yeah, Budweiser offered to sponsor us, but they wanted us to quit using such vulgarity and we said no. So fuck those Budweiser pussies. Shout them out. Otherwise, don't say no. You know what? Shout out Ken's. Ken's Ranch Dressing. We're back to the Ken's Ken's Ranch Dressing dressing again. Ken's Honey Mustard. My wife is going to shout out Ken's Sauces on every podcast until Ken's eventually sponsors us. Every episode. Yeah, no, we're just, we're, we're sponsored by Ken's Dressing Against Their Will. We are now unofficially sponsored by Ken's Variety of Steakhouse Dressings. Well, you can go to their website, actually, and request samples of different sauces so you can see what you like. And Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, please sponsor them. Can, Do you have... Have you ever tried Ken's I, sauces? I don't... I probably... Like any of the restaurants, you, you've worked at plenty of restaurants. Yeah. They make the Ken's sauces in gallon containers mm-hmm. you can usually buy in a pat a case of of two one gallon containers yeah uh the I, dipping sauces i think i know what you're talking about yeah. chicken tenders fried mushrooms yeah. blooming onions salad dressings barbecue sauces they've got it all <laughs> they do i mean and, and realistically know, gabe if i had to choose p- companies for sponsorship, mm-hmm. like it would have to be something I I would agree with or get behind, and who can't yeah. get behind a variety of dressings, dips, sauces, and vinaigrettes, right? You can't beat it. You you gotta have a use for one of their sauces. 
Nobody goes through life with no sauce. That's just not a thing. Yeah, that's a sad life. A life with no sauce. What is your a life with no sauce? My favorite sauce. I like ranch. As as far as like twenty five cents. What? What is your sauce? He can win money now just for answering his own (laughs) preference questions. Okay. You're right again, Gabe. That's amazing. <laughs> How did you keep doing that? Um, in 2018, my band uh, played a house show on Halloween where we dressed up as White Claws, and there were five members of the band at the time. We all had the, a different flavor of like White Claw costume on. And we videotaped the set and sent it to White Claw um, and asked them to sponsor us. And they essentially sent us, uh, they DM'd us on, on Instagram, and they were like, we're, like, we can't afford to sponsor, like, anybody right now. Which it was which like, I feel like is a lie. Which I feel like was, a, like, at the time I was like, that's bullshit. But, like, it was kind of literally right before they, like, got super popular, you know what I'm saying? You should have DM'd them again. I, Who was it? White Claw. Oh, and we we took a video of us dressed up as White Claws playing like a a show and sent it to them and asked them to sponsor us and they messaged us back and we're basically like we can't sponsor anyone right now. And Sorry, like, listeners, okay. I missed the first telling of that story. <laughs> but yeah, um, that works out because we can't afford your fucking White Claws. Yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are good. To- yeah, are definitely. they? I mean, they do the job. They give me a hangover. A well, bit, but... yeah, alcohol does the job, but did White Claw like raise the fucking bar on a seltzer? I think they definitely made them popular. Like a lot, I, I feel like you you didn't really see a lot of hard seltzers before. No, White now Claw, it you... seems like everybody has a hard seltzer. Oh yeah, except Lacroix. Strangely enough. Speaking of drinks, when I went out and visited my dear friend Megan in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Everyone out there was drinking Michelob Ultra. I fucking love Michelob Ultra. And I always get made fun of for ordering it. I felt so at home. That's because you live in, like, the craft beer state. True. Even when I lived in Florida, I mean, I'd order a Florida is not the craft beer state. You know how many fucking local microbreweries we have in Colorado? No, I know. That's why I'm saying even when I lived in Florida, where they didn't have such a high focus on craft beers, I still got kind of side-eyed when I would order a Michelob Ultra. Or many restaurants wouldn't even have them. Bars, even. You know, now that we're talking about Michelob Ultra, I had I can't say I've seen one in person in a really, really long time. Like, you, you mentioned that, and I was like, whoa. You know what they need is aggressive marketing. They do. So if Michelob Ultra (laughs) (laughs) wants to sponsor, this is the shotgun approach, as it is known in the biz. If we shout out enough names, eventually somebody might bite. Hey, Michelob Ultra, that's a good one, I think. Yeah, specifically Michelob Ultra, though. I'm not sponsoring any of your other types. Not regular Michelob. Yeah, Yeah, the locale option. Because that's what everybody's into. That's why seltzers took off. True. Very true. Yeah. Everybody's like, do you want to get drunk but not look like your Uncle John? <laughs> Try a seltzer. They are. It's, and sel- seltzers put me on to uh, vodka sodas. It's like all I drink now. What kind of soda? I was going to say what kind of vodka. 
Well, I don't think it matters what kind of vodka. Vodka is vodka. That's true. I buy the cheapest vodka I can find. Yeah, no. Tacos. <laughs> like $6. I'm, a, I'm of the opinion, yeah, like, the difference between expensive and cheap whiskey, I can tell. Expensive and cheap tequila, I can tell. Expensive and cheap rum, I can tell. But vodka is vodka. Facts. And if you put it in soda, it's like it doesn't... Yeah. yeah. But I use, I use LaCroix's. Yeah. So St. Croix or LaCroix? LaCroix. St. Croix. A place. A place. What kind of LaCroix do you use? Just any, 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 the closest one to me, you know, <laughs> any flavor. <laughs> I would highly that's recommend another, it. That, that's almost like vodka. I don't think it matters what flavor of LaCroix. They all have that faint, same, same taste. Like the taste is so faint. It doesn't matter what flavor you get. You drink that's it out true. of a glass? I do. Yeah. Okay. I prefer a bottle. That's why I like the beers. Yeah. Beers in a bottle. Beers in a bottle are nice. Or tequila over ice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of tequila and whiskey. I, I pretty much like any liquor, but it <laughs> depends on the way I'm drinking it. Like, whiskey, uh, t- tequila, I like to drink those straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, shoot them or on ice or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But vodka, I will not shoot. Vodka. I will not No, vodka, yeah. no. I will not. I will only Who use does? Weirdos, I think, yeah. Like Russia, Eastern Europe. Saki? Sake? Yeah, no, that's Japan, but it t- it's, it's also like it's not vodka. vodka. It just that was that was a hard right. Yikes! <laughs> I haven't I haven't tasted enough sake to know really. I mean, it's have you? How many different types of Japanese sake have you tried? I, you know, few, but I would describe it as like warm vodka. It's kind of like, Maybe. in my opinion, if you mi- if you like mixed vodka and like a, like a white wine or something together, like that's like what it kind of like. It's because I think it's technically like a rice wine. Well, it is a rice wine, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but it's more like liquor, like more concentrated. As someone who likes wine, it's way stronger. I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Way more concentrated, but. Which is why I appreciate the harshness of it, because it kind of prevents you from drinking it too quickly. Yeah. Because it will fuck you up. And if it's hot, like, that helps too. That's the weird thing to me about that, is the temperature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, like... you don't do that with anything else. Yes, you do. Um, some of those wines, like a yeah, spiced wine. wine. Yeah. You heat it up? Yeah, I mean, yeah. our neighbor gave us... Um, she didn't give us... Is it gall wine? Is that how you say it? Gall wine? I don't remember, like, the... Like, what it's called after you it's heated up and everything like that? Or are you talking about the type of wine that they use? Um, the type of wine. It's a German wine. It's like a spiced wine. They usually drink it, I think, during the holidays, and it's served warm. Yeah. And if my memory serves me correct, it's like G-U-L-H-W-E-I-N with two dots over the U. <laughs> What? But I'm not 100% <laughs> sure on how you how you pronounce it. Gull wine. I think it's gull wine. We'll just go with that. Yeah. German spiced wine. Isn't and... that, what is that called? An umlaut? Gabe? No. You're, you have German roots somewhere, Ham Swiss? Ham Swiss? 
Um, no, um, I forget what it's called, but the two gods drinking it before. Oh, that yeah. No. I I don't really have many Germanic roots. It's more like I thought Dutch it was and whatnot. Um, I have I mean, no I'm idea, wrong. honestly. I'm also I don't know much about the German language <laughs> either. Well, spiced wine is served warm, and I know. The Germans drink spiced wine, but also the Swedes, I want to say. Swedes? Is that the Swedes. Who, what is it? Swedish people? Swedens? Swedeners? Is this going to be the Sweeteners. second episode in a row where all of a sudden we just start lobbing ignorant American insults at other nationalities? Because I did a fair bit of that last time. Mine is so unintentional. I, I mean, honestly... I know, but mine is very intentional. I just can't help myself. Pure ignorance. What do you call people from Sweden? Swedes. Let's Google it. Swedes? Oh, yeah. well then fuck you for making fun of me. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you. I just... Something about the phrase fucking Swedes, those dirty Swedes. Lovely Swedes. They, you know, our neighbor's a Swede, Josh. <laughs> that sounded shady, the way you no, said that. No, well, to you. That sounded a little bit like... Well, she gave, she gifted us a Swedish version of the German Our Gold neighbor's wine, a which Swede. Which was a spiced wine <laughs> with, like, a very raisin flavor, raisin cinnamon, mm-hmm. clove, that totally. kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And you're supposed to heat it up before you serve it. Holy shit, when you heat that up, it tastes like you're drinking straight brandy. It was terrible. I had to drink it cold. Really? Brandy. It, it was very oh, nice of her, man. but couldn't drink it hot. Brandy is harsh as hell. Yeah, mold wine is what it's called when it's um, when it's warmed up and spiced and everything like that. Mold wine? Mold. Yeah. Mold. M U L L E. Oh, mold. Mold, yeah. Okay. Mold? Mold wine. <laughs> mold wine. It's way different. Although it's fermented anyway, so one could argue. True. Like cheese. Be like Like the blue cheese of wine. The blue cheese of wine. I would never drink that, but what would you call it? Mold wine. Mold wine, right? Yeah. Right? It's a terrible marketing decision, but. Do you like blue cheese? Uh, I don't dislike it. You know who makes a killer blue cheese? Kens. Kens. Do they? <laughs> Beautiful. That's our stance, whether we've tried it or not. Whether we've tried it or not. Kens, like blue delicious blue you cheese. Yeah. Whether you're trying to spice up a salad, or just add a little extra kick to those buffalo wings you've been craving all week. Oh yeah, buffalo and blue cheese is good. Oh, have you had the buffalo and blue cheese potato chips? I think I have, actually. They are yeah, good. They are good. Top five, for yeah. sure. Like Lay's, right? Like just regular Lay's? I think it's Ruffles, but I don't want to repeat myself for anybody. Well, I think it is one. Ruffles. Oh, okay, yeah. This was covered. Okay. It was covered. Yeah, my, <laughs> my covered. love for Buffalo, Blue Cheese, and Ken's was all covered already. Okay. So. Well, it's probably a smart idea to uh, to keep bringing up the Ken's thing uh just every episode. You know, I, yeah, thought, every episode. I requested a sauce from them. Uh-huh. I used to toss chicken wings back in the day when I worked at a wing restaurant mm-hmm. in a Ken's, like, teriyaki sauce. Mm-hmm. And it was Hawaiian. I think it was called Hawaiian sauce. Mm-hmm. So it was a much, like, more honey teriyaki that was really good. I was trying to hunt that shit down on the website. 
But I came across all these new sauces I'd never heard of, like garlic sauce, like a white creamy sauce, uh-huh. and all variations of Caesar, the best Caesar. Zesty Ken's Caesar. Caesar. No, no, no. It was, it was Ken's, Ken's Zesty Caesar. Caesar. Ken's unique Caesar. <laughs> Ken's Caesar with a flair. Like, there was 15 different kinds of fucking Caesar, and I was just fascinated. So I did request some samples. Mm-hmm. I let him know. I yeah. Shout, shout you out from time to time. <laughs> I already know how this would go. Like, <laughs> eventually, if we reached a wide enough audience we'd get something from Ken saying, not only are we not going to sponsor you, but we would appreciate if you would stop calling us out on every episode because your values do not reflect the values of the Ken's salad dressing company, whatever the fuck they're called. (laughs) Wholesome. Yeah, you you make way too many lactation and dead baby jokes for the fine folks here at Ken's. I would make no such jokes, and I'm the one. But I would. I like the Kens. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe they can just sponsor you, right? As an individual? As an individual, <laughs> yeah. This portion of the podcast brought to you by Kens. <laughs> we sponsored minutes 10.03 to 16.42. Before can and I after be a that. Ken's ambassador? Like the cute girls. You know, I think you could. <laughs> I think you could. You might be the first one. I think you should, yeah. I think you would do well at that. Yeah, they probably don't even have merch. Like, if you requested a hat or a t-shirt, they'd be like, yeah, we can make one of those. I feel like employees. Ken's ambassadors. (laughs) Yeah. In the stars. Because (laughs) a life without sauce is a sad life. It is. Facts. And Ken's knows that. I hate to ruin the podcast, but I could keep talking about sauces. I don't. Sauces are a fascinating yeah, thing. I think they are. Yeah, I, I, don't think I could eat. Great. There are because foods. it almost. The thing I find so fascinating about sauce is that some foods almost have been like relegated to not being good without a sauce. Without a sauce, it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who the fuck just eats a chicken nugget or a chicken tender without sauce? sauce. You gotta have a sauce. Yeah. I could eat. I could eat a chicken tender without sauce. But it wouldn't be as good. You wouldn't enjoy it as much. One hundred percent. You know what I can't eat without sauce? A French fry. That's interesting. I'm the opposite. I need to have a sauce for my for my nuggets, but yeah, you gotta have a sauce for the chicken. I'll eat the fries, but I do like you know fries in, in ranch or ketchup or something like that. Which and brings us back to a a point we sort of skirted around previously. Is ketchup a sauce? I would say so. Yeah. It is. Totally. What makes a sauce? I think the consistency, probably. You think? The act of dipping. Or, yeah. Or pouring. The act of dipping. Mate. What if I dip something in a bowl of soup? Does the soup become a sauce then? The fries become saucy. <laughs> I guess it would be a sauce. Yeah. <laughs> that was the wine talking there, huh? <laughs> the wine's been talking. What was... So. I had a debate, I feel like, that I brought up to people while we were all 
working together at Einstein's, uh, where it was, was, is cereal a soup? Oh. Is, is it? it a Come soup? On. Yeah, is cereal a soup? No. By itself? No. no well, if you add the, milk to it, is yeah, it a soup? The, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, like a cere- cereal in a bowl with milk, you know. No. Is that a soup? No. No. So what is the milk when you pour it on a cereal? Is it a sauce? Like... <laughs> it's... Oh my. It could be a sauce. I feel like it's not thick enough to be sauce, though, you know. Maybe. I'd want to say so, it's a broth, uh, but that a makes broth? it a soup. The broth is lighter it than would sauce. Be, it would be a broth, yeah. A broth. So you're getting, yeah. A drink. That too. It would a just broth be a could drink. be a drink too. Though. It would be a like drink with stock. You know, shit in it. Drink it. Milk's a drink. You're adding cereal. Well. But what constitutes like a soup, like like a chicken chicken noodle soup? You know what I'm saying? Or any soup. The broth, right? If you remove the broth, it's just chicken noodle. Yeah. So wouldn't wouldn't you know, milk be, kind of like the broth in in the cereal? You know what I'm saying? Because get this, before you say it has to be, you know, vegetable stock or chicken stock or whatever, right? We have soups, cold soups, might I add. Blueberry yes. gazpacho? soup. Gazpacho? Gazpa- exactly, yeah. Yep. Like watermelon gazpacho, that has no... I'm pretty sure it doesn't have, like, vegetable stock in it or anything like that. Huh. So then it wouldn't cereal with milk in a bowl be a soup, right? Like adding oyster crackers to minestrone or something? <laughs> yeah. Literally. Or adding oyster crackers to just straight chicken broth. Or like a tomato soup or something. Why do I feel like no one's ever done that? That is the saddest bowl of soup I've ever heard of in my yeah, life. Adding soup. oyster crackers <laughs> to some chicken broth? That's a sad... That's somehow sadder than like a college student living off ramen. Yeah. I like a good chicken bouillon. <laughs> I just what some you, oyster crackers. What'd you have I'll for dinner? It. I just dumped some oyster crackers in a bowl of chicken broth. That's it's been you, a rough. That's how you month. know someone needs some help. Yeah. yeah, that's when you play game shows with your friends for two dollars a throw. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> your friend is broke as fuck. Yeah. Well, wow! I feel insulted. These are all my ideas. <laughs> can't even afford rum and you're buying those little fucking Norse chicken bouillon cubes for 12 for 89 cents <clears throat> adding it to some water you have at home that's pretty sad that's sadder than just like yeah than ramen for sure yeah do you like bologna uh, I, I I haven't eaten in a long time but I don't like dislike it I'm a big fan you're a fan yeah I'm a fan I like spam, you know, and it's basically yeah, the same spam thing. Spam is good. Yeah. Do you do musubi? Yes, I do, and I love, I love it so much. It's like one of my favorite snacks. We should go get musubi sometime. We should. Actually, I know how to make musubi. Yeah. Um, make musubi. I yeah, I used to make it too. It's it's like so easy. It's amazing. I love it. Bologna, I feel like was, it's like a staple of. Lower to poor class children yeah you're looking right at one yeah well uh (laughs) me too yeah i always had it at my friend's house yeah you had it at your friend's house was your friend poor i wouldn't say poor but 
poorer than you? She lived in a neighborhood where kids would play outside, and I lived in a gated <laughs> golf course community, so I relished in having baloney at her house and playing with the neighborhood kids. Yeah. I remember, yeah, that's one of those, like, it's, I remember the first time I had Hamburger Helper with hamburger in it. Do you have a moment like that, Gabe, in your life? Like, because we used to get Hamburger Helper because it was cheap, mm -hmm. but why throw extra money on hamburger meat when you could just fucking cook the shit in the box? True. So I, I remember so. very clearly the first time, it was like a splurge, where yeah. all of a sudden, like, ooh, we're having hamburger helper, not just helper. So, yes, but honestly, like, I, my family didn't have a lot of money growing up. My mom was, like, a vegetarian and would mostly just cook, like, vegetables and stuff and, like, pasta with, with, um... With like red sauce and stuff. Pasta like that. with like, red sauce, another staple. Totally, yeah, like stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't really start eating like hamburger without hamburger helper without the hamburger until I was like an adult. <laughs> and, and that's like, yeah, my meals got way more depressing um, as an adult for sure. I don't know. I've, I've, I had a fucking blast as like a young adult because I felt like I'd been training for it my whole life. Yeah. Like, I can handle this. You telling me all I can afford is two value menu items I'll talk about? I'm good. Yeah. I know exactly what to do here. Yep, I had a, I had a good old depression uh, uh, spaghetti with, with um, canned marinara sauce the other day, actually. Yeah. Quick, easy, oh, you know. Oh, my goodness. I used to make uh, rice and then just add salsa to it. Salsa. And no. then hamburger meat I added as an upgrade later in life. <laughs> that is good. He has turned me on to that. So much so to where I get bummed out when you make rice and there's no salsa in the fridge. However, you know something that Josh does that is just absolutely disgusting? What? Oh, I don't heat up. Is that it? Excuse me. Yeah. He <laughs> will take a can of soup out of the cupboard and just pop the top off. And drink and it like a it. fucking drink. I don't, I don't drink it like a drink. I I've do eat it you. with a spoon. I've seen you drink it, and it's disgusting. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. I drink what the remnants left at the very bottom are when the spoon won't get... Same as you drink the rest of the milk from your bowl of cereal at the end. And for the record, she's not talking about, like, condensed soup. Yeah. Not the shit you add water to. Like, a can of, like... Campbell's Chunky Soup. I don't heat it up. I don't heat up my Chef Boyardee. Hey, you know, to, to each their own. Nick didn't do that when we lived, when I lived. Yeah, you just now. eat it. <laughs> he didn't do that. I. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Nicholas, we have to talk to be had. <laughs> yeah, you just eat it. It it doesn't taste the same to me. Heat it up. Really? It's yeah. different. Yeah. A Chef Boyard, like your Chef Boyardee ravioli doesn't taste the same to me hot as it does right so out of the room cold. temperature. Or room temperature. Can. You know what else doesn't taste the same? I don't know if you've ever tried this, but if you ever feel like wasting a little bit of time and a little bit of money, try this. 
because it's going to blow your fucking mind. Buy Capri Suns, cut the pouches open, and dump them into a glass, and try drinking it out of the glass, because I swear to fucking Christ, it does not taste the same. It's different. As it does drinking it out of the pouch. I'll have to do a side-by-side comparison. Yeah. Can you put ice in the, in, in the glass? No. No, just... No, okay. just putting it into a container that's not the pouch somehow makes a difference. I don't know why, but I had like a mini religious awakening the day I decided to try that because I was so thirsty that I, I figured I was just going to pound like four pouches in a row. And I thought, you know what? I've never done that. Like, why don't I just cut the fucking corner off real quick and dump it in a glass and I can just have a glass of Capri Sun. And I tried that, and I took a sip, and I thought, something's wrong. And I took another sip, and I was like, this does not taste like a pre-sun. Did I get a bad batch? What's going on here? And I took a third sip, and it still didn't taste right. So then I broke up in one of the pouches that I hadn't mangled, and stuck the straw in the little hole, and sipped out of that, and it was fine again. Weird. It's weirder than hell. I can't explain it scientifically, metaphysically. It's just Probably a weird thing. Yeah, it, there's got to be some weird psychological thing to that pouch, but that pouch makes the fucking difference for a Capri Sun. That's interesting. It really does. Totally. I feel like almost the same way when you pour, like, a can of beer or something into, like, a glass. It almost, like, totally changes it. You get less of that metallic kind of yeah. taste you get with a can, you know what I'm saying? The whole thing of, like, uh, the difference between... I mean, you said beer, but, like, with soda, the difference between canned soda or bottle soda or, like, fountain soda, soda, yeah. Yeah. They all all have slight differences. I feel like if you served a Lunchable on a plate instead of, like, in the Lunchable Yeah, it's not the same. Or handy snacks, too. Same thing. I don't know what a handy snack is. You don't know what a handy snack is? Those little, like, thin packages that have, like, just a little pouch of cheese and then, um... Sometimes there were breadsticks, or yeah. there would be crackers with that little, like, red, that thin red spreader that you could add the cheese with. Dunkaroos? Totally, yeah. Yeah, same thing. You get rid of the little red spreader in that package, it's just not the same anymore. Oh, I disagree. Okay. The red spreader <laughs> didn't make it for me. It wasn't <laughs> the red spreader factor. didn't make it for me. <laughs> I like the chips and the biscuits. That's good enough. Or the cheese and the biscuits. You know what else I used to remember eating uh, fairly frequently? Do you ever have one of those kid cuisines? Oh, yeah. Those little... What those about little... a hungry man? Hungry man was different, <laughs> though, but those kid cuisines were like they, the bright blue box... And they always had that weird vegetable medley side that nobody wanted because it was flavorless, and it didn't matter how you cooked it, the brownie was always burnt. Mm-hmm. And then it would have, like, three soggy nuggets. I, I do remember those. I remember choking a few of those down. <laughs> they were fucking awful. Hungry Man. Hungry Man, though. Yeah. That's the shit. With a little bit of Ken's. <laughs> Chef's yeah. kiss. <laughs> the chef's kiss. You combine Ken's and Hungry Man. Well, my dad you have and a I winning would both recipe. eat a Hungry Man if we needed to. My mom would not. No. No, but my, my dad and I would eat a Hungry Man. I haven't had one in like 10 years, though, I feel like. They're, uh, no, they're I quit. Not bad. They're not bad, but also they're not filling. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 
I made some, without acknowledging it to myself, I made a conscious decision not to do that anymore because the last time I realized, like, while buying them, I I bought three just to eat that night because I knew I was going to need three. Mm-hmm. And then, like, while eating the third one, I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> I've done that with lean cuisines. Which is, like, counterintuitive. Then I want some macaroni and cheese. It's counterintuitive to the point of a lean cuisine when you eat three of them in a row. And they're not cheap at that point if you're buying, like, three. You know who has the best frozen meals is Costco. I like the Stouffer's veggie lasagna. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't don't know if I've had that. I don't like going in Costco because there's so many people, there's so many lines, there's so many cars. Mm -hmm. You know, everything from the parking lot... To the checkout line is intimidating. Yeah. I don't really like it either. I'm, I'm not a fan, but they have this one frozen ramen that you can't get anywhere else, and it's just the best, like, ramen that you can eat outside of, you know, a restaurant that makes ramen. It's good. I would highly suggest it. Have you had any good ramen here lately? You know what? Sugar's, um, which is a restaurant here, you know, downtown Colorado Springs in case the listeners were wondering sugars uh, I used to work there um, they had ramen and it was horrible it was bad it was awful that is not what I thought you were going to say <laughs> it was horrible and I would I, you know how do you fuck up a ramen because you shouldn't you know it's the same shit that happened when we went and got that Korean barbecue or that Korean food from that restaurant that didn't have a working phone number have you been... Do you know the new Korean spot? It's, like, over down across from Tattoo Demon. There's, like, an indoor food court with a bunch of different restaurant concepts. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, one of them is a Korean restaurant that does not have a phone number. Okay. So when you order online and something happens, like, they charge you wrong. Totally. the time is incorrect or whatever, you can't call them. But uh, I, I am not 100% sure, but I'm inclined to guess that they are not... Korean owned but I'm not sure Okay. but I do think that there's a difference between authentic Asian food and I'm going to guess Shiga's was no. not authentic yeah. no 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 definitely not no. <laughs> so when you started saying about the ramen my brain was thinking like I, I wouldn't think it was good but it's not I was surprised yeah it wasn't it was really bad they took it off the menu eventually so, Oka. no, I have not had good ramen in Colorado Springs. Oka ramen is not bad. I've had that. And I think there's also ramen, House of Rooster you know what? ramen Actually, downtown. I, had a, I have a friend who works at a ramen place that I went to a, little, a while ago. That was pretty good. I'll have to... Ramen is something that intimidates me when cooking at home because I can't do the bone broth right. I don't remember what the technical name of it is. The dashi, I think. Yeah, dashi. Yeah. Uh, I've never tried to make how you could fuck home, up ramen. Other than, other than, like, you know, top ramen. Well, yeah, that top ramen, Josh, you can't fuck up. But I've got what's a, the... Sorry. I was just going to say, I've got a delicious way to make top ramen at home that is far better than just microwaving it. You read my mind. I was going to ask, does anybody have, like, any unique ways to make ramen? Oh, shit. I'm sure there's a thousand. You could just hop on YouTube right now. Yeah, no, I want to know from us, the three of us... You know, does anybody have any secret ways to make their ramen extra special? I do, matter of fact, and I will share it with you 
for two dollars. No. Yeah. <laughs> I am down to. We already gave you our two dollars, Gabe. <laughs> no. Okay. Um. It is. So what I do is I, um, boil the the water and make the ramen noodles and everything, and then I drain all the water out and put get a pot or not a pot a um, like a. Uh, I can't, a pan, yeah, I, I just had a brain fart right there. Get a pan really, really hot, pour the noodles in the pan with some soy sauce, and then some vegetables, and then you crack an egg, and you scramble that up, and you basically make it into, like, pan-fried noodles, but with just ramen noodles. Yummy. It, yeah, it's delicious. You know, I Yummy. like to put just whatever vegetables I have in my fridge, like, chop them up, put them in there. It's delicious. Mm. Highly recommend. That's a lot more effort. Than yeah, the when, yeah. That ramen it, for me is a speed food. Yeah. No, I've made fast, some speedy actually. yet flavorful ramens. I've done, um, I have done ramen and not added the seasoning packet, and then added like salt, pepper, and peanut butter, and some sesame seeds, and made like poor man's pad thai. Nice. That sounds good. Uh, you have to really like the peanut butter because it's strong. Yeah. But. It does the job if you're broke. Totally. And then I have also done where I will crunch up the ramen noodles to where they're very small little pieces resembling almost macaroni. Mm-hmm. And put them in a bowl with probably half as much water as it recommends. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of white vinegar and the chicken packet and microwave it. And then I'll add ketchup on top. Okay. And it's like um, kind of like salt and vinegar chips in a noodle form. Interesting. That sounds good. But my go-to is a cup of noodles in the styrofoam container with some shredded mozzarella on top after it's cooked. Let it melt. Do a little sriracha on top. Ooh. Is that, is that fire? Do you yeah. have any suggestions as well for, for the listeners? No, not any new ones, no. I knew a lot of kids back in the day in high school that used to do the laziest version possible, which was you crush up the ramen while in the package, then you open the package, dump the seasoning in there, shake it up, and just eat it. Yeah, and we're all nodding. Like, (laughs) yes, yes, we've all heard of this. (laughs) Just lazy ramen chips. It's about as lazy as it gets, yeah, when it comes to ramen. Yeah. Which I get if you're at school. But I also know people that would do that at home. And it's like, you have a pot and water. You know, I would do that at home sometimes. But you know, I heard that you can get worms from doing that, and so I stopped doing it. How? That feels like such a bullshit urban legend to me. It that does? That sounds like some shit. Yeah, like, no, that sounds like some shit your mom would have told you because she got it in an email right after the, did you know you swallow eight spiders in your sleep and, like, yeah, pass this sure. on or we're going to curse no, your it's, family. It's probably if you eat raw noodles and you shit the noodles out, they are going People to think they like are worms. <laughs> It's something that stupid. People are like, "Oh my god!" Probably. Wait, honestly, which which stupid. would indicate that ramen uncooked is like corn in that it just comes out looking the same as it went in. It it's not digestible unless it's cooked. I might have to put that to the test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might have to put that to the test. 
We'll answer this, that question yeah. on later episodes. This, this episode of Fecal Ramen Investigation brought to you by Ken's Fine Salad Dressings. Ken's, sponsoring us against their will for the last three episodes. Yeah, please do get back to us on that. Yeah, we'll let you know. If I'll be get... looking forward to a text. <laughs> yeah. It says, just so you know. Oh, yeah. A text and perhaps a photo, you know, if, if interested. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, because I'd already know what it would look like. I wouldn't need the photo. Yeah, I mean... Either yes or for no. For further investigation. Either, <laughs> yes, it, yes, it looks exactly like that. Or no, it doesn't. Well, I think that about wraps it up. There's nowhere to go now. I would like to touch back on our five best cover songs. Five best cover songs of all time? What in the world (laughs) popped into your head? Oh, nothing. After speaking about checking poop to see if uncooked ramen comes out like corn. Absolutely nothing. I was it Korn's cover of Word Up by Cameo? I didn't want to do the disservice. Because I might put that on my list. The disservice to our listeners of not acknowledging Of not finishing that. the list? Well, we are way off topic. I have no We're suggestions. We're always off topic. I have no suggestions. I'm, that, well, I'm that's alternate spaced. title for the podcast number 92. Off topic. I think with the addition of the Korn cover, we covered just about... All five, I think, right? Four or five. We got four or five. None <laughs> of them are good. I feel like the best ones, I'm spacing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. House of the Rising Sun is good. It's fine, but I feel like there are some really incredible... Like, is there, isn't there a Whitney Houston? Is I Will Always Love You? That's is that a cover. A cover? Yeah. All right, we'll yeah. throw that on there, because Whitney yeah. Houston, I Definitely. mean, come on. Yes. And I feel like there's another one from, like, the 80s... Somewhere in there. You mean the original song was from the 80s or the cover came out in the 80s? Oh, the cover. Oof. Let's see. Ace of Bass did uh, Cruel Summer by Bananarama. No. That was the 90s, covering well, that's, the 80s. that's not what I'm thinking of. I don't think anyone's ever covered uh, Ace of Base. I feel like they'd be very easily coverable. Well, I'm satisfied by throwing in a Whitney Houston song. It'd be it'd be wrong to not include that one. It would be. It I'm might be. Gonna... Yeah, that's a. Uh... What I mean, about shit, the Supremes? The, Isn't the, that bo- a cover? the soundtrack to the Bodyguard was like the highest selling album that year because of that song. Isn't the Supremes a cover? Diana Ross? Um, of the you the song that was on that great movie. <laughs> that narrows it the fuck with, down. about the motel and they have the see through the looking glass. Hard hard times at the Oh, bad times at uh the, the El Royale. Yeah. Eh, what I don't song know. is that? <sighs> I feel like a bunch of people covered that. Yeah, a lot of people have covered that, though. But the Supremes covered it, right? That was a cover they did not originally do? I don't know that one for sure. That might have been the Supremes originally. It's a a great song. Yeah, but so many different people have covered it. Like, Christ, Phil Collins covered it. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then, uh... 
Do you know what song we're talking about? I have no idea, no. <laughs> You'd know it if you heard it. It's just one of those songs that's got such a bland-sounding name that you wouldn't recognize, recognize it. Recognize the yeah. name, yeah. I'm not going to try and Whitney Houston's, do this on air. Whitney so. Whitney Houston I'd put on my list. House of the Rising Sun by the animals, even though they had their whole pronoun thing. Uh, the Johnny Cash one. I wouldn't one. personally include that on my list. I know a lot of people would be like, man, what about Johnny Cash cover Nine Inch Nails? But I I don't know. It doesn't blow my skirt in the air by no. any means. Um, Someone covers Wagon Wheel. Is it against me that covers Wagon Wheel? Ooh, I thought of one for me personally. Wagon Wheel? I don't even know that song off the top of my head. Rock Me Mama Like a Wagon Wheel. Ooh, Mama, Rock Me. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Rage Against the Machine covering Maggie's Farm by Bob Dylan. For sure. Against Me did cover that song. It's very good. Yep. I'm using the good old fact checker. Yeah. Thanks for being our Googler. Yes, of course. Because I didn't... I never had enough angst in my life to have listened to Against Me. <laughs> so I didn't know that well, one. Well, Wagon Wheel um, is not an angsty song. So we will play it for you once we're finished. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine, I gotta throw on that list. For covering Bob Dylan at all. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Actually, Word Up by Korn's not a bad one. No, yeah. 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 Definitely makes the list. They started doing that a lot. Didn't they also cover some Pink Floyd? I feel like they did another Brick in the Wall and maybe one other one. Let's see. Even. Let's see. I don't, I, he, I they don't, did do another Brick in the Wall. They did. Yeah. I don't remember it off the top of my head, and I know there's no way that it could have been as good as Pink Floyd's. Well, we'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to be the the judge of that, I, I suppose. We'll have to give it a listen. All right. So, to wrap things up, though, we'd like to say a big thank you to Gabe. Um, his local band. Tell us about it, Gabe. Uh, I am in a, in a local band called Castell. We have a show coming up on uh, February fourth at the Black Sheep. Uh, so come and check us out and have some fun. What time is it? Unless you're it's, listening to this years from now, in which case the show's been played. The show's been played, but there will be more, for sure. Uh, look us up on, you know, online and whatnot. We're on Spotify and, uh, you know, Apple Music and whatnot. Give Instagram? us a listen. We have an Instagram and a Facebook at, and whatnot. Instagram. At uh, Castell Band. They have some super cool T-shirts. I actually have to get one. Um, I've been behind on listening to their music, but I will make a fashion statement. So check those out. We have a new album coming out this year. So be on the lookout. Yeah, and if in this race to success you beat me, you have to have us as a guest on your podcast somehow. Okay. (laughs) I'll make a podcast just for that. Just for that. (laughs) Whichever one of us makes it to the finish line first. Yes. You have to drag the other one along. Laura's giving the axe, mostly for herself. But we'll wrap it up there. Once again, thank you, Gabe, for coming on. Thank you. Thank for you, Ken's, me. for making such delicious 
and easily accessible sauces for a variety of dietary and cooking needs. <laughs> I'm telling you, market saturation. I'm going to hammer that shit home. All right. This has been <laughs> another episode. If you made it to the end, once again, congratulations. And we will catch you next time on Conversations with Random Nobodies. And sometimes somebodies. All right, everybody, have a great night.